Unfolding the eternal excellences, the hidden insights of the truth and the depth of the riches of wisdom and knowledge. The Bible says, I have cleansed thee by the word. I have not pointed to your weaknesses. He says, I have cleansed thee by the word. I have pointed to your strength. And this is your strength, that I am Christ in you, the hope of glory. The glory of freedom, the glimpses into eternity. The gospel is not supposed to be an assumption. It's not supposed to be just a mere presupposition. Truth is older than language, but the word of God is way deeper than any human language. And now, Apostle Grace with the word. Ecclesiastes chapter 11. Ecclesiastes chapter 11, verse 5. Something is going to happen today. Praise the Lord Jesus. Tonight, there's going to be a milestone in somebody's life. In the name of Jesus. You see, let me tell you how the spirit of God works. The place of the word in the man's spirit creates a certain character in the man that causes them to respond to certain things in a certain way. Are you hearing me? And because they respond to a certain thing in a certain way, they tend to start to look different as the word of God starts to form in their lives. Hallelujah. What makes it the word is that it produces results. Praise the Lord. I know what the word of God can do. And as the word continues to sit in our spirit, there is something that starts to happen to our lives and the next thing we know, like that song used to sing, when we walk with the Lord in the light of his word what a glory sheds on our way. You remember that song? While we do his good he abides with us still. There is something when you walk with the Lord in the light of his word. It starts to shed a certain glory in your way. Tell your neighbor, this is working in me. This thing, everywhere you go, you will leave a mark. Even if you say, let me try to hide, something will find you. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. That's who I am. Everywhere I go, I cause a change. I cause a change. You're not going to be a good engineer. You're going to be the best engineer. You're not going to be a good lawyer. You're going to be the best lawyer there is in the name of Jesus. You're not going to be a businessman. You're going to be the best businessman there is. That's who you are. You're not going to be a preacher. You're going to be the deepest preacher. That's who we are. Praise the Lord. This is not on Apostle Grace. I repeat for emphasis. This is on everybody that dares to believe this word. Hallelujah. Now, we want to get the body of Christ to a certain place. And we will do. By the grace of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor I'm too anointed not to influence. Tell him. Seriously. I am too anointed not to influence. Ecclesiastes 11 verse 5. The Bible says, As thou knowest not what is the way of the spirit, nor how the bonds do grow in the womb of her, 
that is with child. Even so thou knowest not the works of God who maketh all. Did you hear what I say? There's some people who don't know how the spirit works. There's some people who don't know how God thinks. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why the Bible says in the book of Proverbs that the wisdom of the prudent is that the man will know the way of God. God wants to take you to a place where you can know that this is how he thinks. God has not created a certain passive line of saying, oh God, it's up to you, who knows? No, no, no. It is for you to understand the way of God. Not the ways, but the way of God. That's why he says the wisdom of the prudent is to understand his way. If there should be substance enough to create a prudence in you, it should be the wisdom to know the way of God. There's a way God thinks. Hallelujah. There is a way God thinks that is different from the way men think. And that's why he says, like, you know, it's not the way of the spirit. Know how the bonds are formed in the womb of him that expects child. Even so, you don't know the way of God and how he works. And I pray that tonight, something will illuminate your spirit as we share the word forth. Are you hearing me? Christianity is supposed to be a life and joy from glory to glory until we are all filled so full that everybody who looks at you knows that there is a God in this guy. Praise the Lord Jesus. There are Christians I've looked at who have a Christianity that is lacking. It is wanting. It is struggling. It is pulling strings. It is trying everything it can. That life has to cease. That life has to cease. Me, when I tell people, me, I've not suffered. It's true, I've not. It's not that I don't want to. I wish I could. But you gave me a gun. I'm telling you, this I promise. You watch. Even the people who attend Fanera are going to be different. This is not a, a statement of faith. No, I'm past faith. I know. I know. Listen, some of you should have been home right now attending to your children. They sit in this meeting. And then something doesn't happen in your life. Cannot happen. Cannot happen. Tell your neighbor, it cannot happen. It must work. Hallelujah. Proverbs 6.23 The Bible says that for the commandment is a what? Is a lamp. And the law is light. The reproofs of instruction are the way of life. The Bible says that the reproof of instruction are the way of life. When a man is reproved by instruction, the Bible says that man is aligned to a particular way of life. So the scriptures are not just there to define what you must get when you need what you need. The scriptures are there to define your way of life. Can I repeat it again? The scriptures are not there to produce a certain event and affair for you to testify over. The scriptures are in your life to produce a certain way of life. That's why when it comes to the church in Rome, it tells them, I come that I might impart into you some spiritual thing that in the end you might be established. The Greek word there is that you might be realigned to a particular course of destiny. This word can direct you to a particular course of destiny. We've seen destinies frustrated because the assumptions of what men called visions were not actually vision. That the scriptures might come true that they without vision cast restraint. Why did he cast restraint if he really had the vision? Why did she fail if she really had the vision? And that's why I ask Christians, how be it so that the people who hear God most are failing most? 
The people who claim to have had the voice of God are people who are feigning most. And let me correct you. It's not the voice of God. It's a familiar spirit that speaks like God. I always tell people no man can hear God and stay the same. No man. As in, even if you say, let me try. The moment you've had God, you can never hear God and stay the same. There is something the voice of God comes with. I say there is something the voice of God comes with. Praise the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, he is telling you very clearly that his instructions are your way of life. They are your way of life. You see, when God wrote these things for, for your instruction, he knew that he would direct you to a particular way of life. A certain thought life, a certain responding life, a certain thing about you that had to make you a bit different. That people will do things in this world, but God will always put you a bit different. A bit different. That's the mystery of godliness. The Bible says it vindicates the man by the spirit. He says great is the mystery of godliness. For the Bible says he came in the flesh and he was vindicated by the spirit. He was justified by the spirit. You're in the world for the spirit to prove you true. That's it. Listen, we could have left this world long ago. We could have been torn betwixt as of to be in the body for your own sake, like Paul says. Oh, God be with the Lord. But he says, for I shall tarry longer in the flesh just to prove myself true. The word of God is just in your life. The spirit of God is just upon you to prove you true. And that's the line of establishment. You can only be established in the approvals that hold you true. Hallelujah. Tell somebody I'm true. In the name of Jesus. That's the vindication of the spirit. How be that there are people who look like they have the Holy Spirit. But they don't. There is something. There's just something that is not just so. There's a thought life. I'll give you an example. When you became born again. And you accepted Jesus Christ as your personal and Savior. Something happened. Are you hearing me? You were begotten into a certain life. You're not just begotten into a particular boat that you should just go through and sink. No, you were begotten into a life. That's why I tell people eternal life is a life. It is a life. But religion has not made eternal life a life. It has made it a place. We shall go in eternal life after we have left the earth. No, no, no. We're talking of eternal life as a life. And the Bible says, and this is eternal life. That they might know the only true God and his only son, Jesus. But the Bible also says that this is the record that we have of the eternal life. That means we have the knowledge of God the Father and his son, Jesus. This is the record that we have eternal life and it is in the son, Jesus. And the Bible says, and this is eternal life. That you might know the one true God and his only son, Jesus. You have the knowledge, the epignosis, not the prognosis, not the diagnosis, not the gnosis. You have the epignosis. You have the advanced knowledge of anything any man would want to know about God. That means if a man wants to know God, they look at you. If a man wants to know God, they study your life. Oh, tell your neighbor the instructions are a way of life. If a man wants to understand how God works, watch. Watch. Hallelujah. 
you carry the full knowledge of God the Father and His Son. It has pleased the Father that in you, the Bible says, should dwell the fullness of God bodily. I wish he said the fullness of the body godly. That's why in Acts, he says, the gods have come in the likeness of men. He didn't say the men have come in the likeness of God. This is not men coming in the likeness of God. This is gods coming in the likeness of men. Oh, korebatalabarakasteleya. This is not men trying to come like God. This is God's coming in the likeness of men. The Bible says he took on the form of the flesh. He dwelt among men. We beheld his only glory as the only true son of God. Full of grace and truth. And this is love made perfect. That you might have confidence on that day. For as he is, he came in the flesh. As he is, he took on the form. As he is, so are we in this world. I wish you understand me. How is he? He's the one who takes on a form. Let me get deeper. He took on the form of the flesh. He can take on any form. He can take on any form. There's a point in the scriptures where the children of Israel were being attacked. And the Bible says, and God caused the Philistine to hear multitudes and crowds of mighty and many armies coming. And the Bible says they fled. He caused them to hear. He caused them. He caused them. That means the army wasn't there. But as he is, so are you. When a thief comes in your house, you can cause him to hear bullets. Yet you're not shooting anything. I wish you understand what I'm trying to tell you. You can take on a certain form by reason of the anointing. Tell your neighbor that's who I am. When you know how to take a certain form, my God, when you enter the interview, you don't enter like the executive they want to hire. You enter like the executive they need to hire. You don't enter like the businessman they need to crack a deal with. You enter like the businessman that they had to crack a deal with. You don't enter a meeting like you're the one among us, the preachers. No, you enter like you are the guy who had to preach. Tell your neighbor, talk on a phone. Even so, the people of the world also take on a form of godliness. Is it not written in your law that ye are gods? Is it not written of which the scripture cannot be broken? Hallelujah. You just take on a form. You just take on a form. That's how you attract money. That's how you attract favor. That is how you attract blessing. That's how your job is going to come. The Bible says, the Spirit of God came in the form of a dove. He wasn't a dove. And he... That is joined with the Lord. The Bible says. Is one spirit. Listen. Men can start to look at you and say. We saw this. Yet they didn't see that. Tell your neighbor. You take on a form. I have a friend of mine called Pastor Rachel Karanja in Kenya. They sent people to Kila one time. And then they came with guns. 
And then she just stood on the door like this. And then they said, little girl, where is Pastor Rachel? Karanja. She said, you enter and look for her. They looked and couldn't find her. They left the woman here. Yet they had seen the photo. And then Busimanya, thieves chase you. My God, you just change a form. You're driving, but you change a certain form. I had a spiritual daughter called Chirabu. I told people sometime in church. I told people that the ministers of God are flames of fire. One time a guy was hissing at her. She took on the form of fire. In Kazo. As she was going to a shop, you know how those men. Every time she's passing, but this time when the guy says, she remembered ministers are flames of fire. She came to the guy. She said, what? The man in the middle of Kazo. He went down and said, She told the guy, Say, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, I believe you, I believe you, I confess you, I confess you. Tell you never take on the phone. Presidents take on forms before they become presidents. The best preachers take on forms because you take on a certain form before you become it. And the liberty of the spirit to serve the occasion. I don't know whether you're thinking what I'm thinking. Start imagining something crazy. If you're working in an office, take on the form of a boss. <laughs> Woo! You start to see how even your boss will come and say, Why are you kneeling? There's something. There's just something on her. I don't know. Tell anybody I have a fool. I can talk on anything. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord Jesus. When we became born again, there is something we were born into. There is a reason as to why the old nature could not sustain the glorious life. He knew that this kind of material can't walk on water, can't raise dead people. So he gave you a certain material. I don't know that you understand what I'm saying. He gave you a certain material that can do that. And that's what you carry. How can you fail? Even when you get to a point and you're thinking I'm failing, start to think, oh, oh. There is something happening good. There is just something that must happen good. I cannot think failure. I cannot imagine failure. I can't distinguish it. Even if I try and say, I just end up being a success. Claim it! That's who we are. Abraham. In Genesis. The Bible says, he is born of a man called Terah. Are you hearing me? How many of you know the Hebrew meaning of terror? Abraham is born of a man called terror. Now, of course, the Bible says Abraham is translated as exalted father. He was just an exalted father. Okay? But he was a seed of terror. And what is the meaning of terror? Delay. What is the other meaning? He was a wanderer. A spirit of wandering in delay. He was a seed of a delaying spirit. And I told people the spirit of delay doesn't deny you. Uh -uh. It just delays it. You get married at 80. 
but it won't deny you marriage haujakuasa you get a certain ministry a big ministry when you are about 8 9 there 7 there then ah, your church starts to grow but this is not on you it is not on you in the name of jesus those be things of delaying in everything for you you have to take 25 years simanya you've delayed at campus you've delayed to get married he kwanjulad you he delayed to marry you he didn't even marry you you've delayed to grow you've delayed everything is just de- it's not my portion Genesis 12 verse 1 now the lord said unto abram somebody say abram Get thee out of thine country and from thine kindred and from thine father's house and to a land that I will show thee. Next verse. And I will make thee of a great nation and I will bless thee and make thee a what? But do you realize that in the first verse the Bible says get out of thy father's house. He says now the Lord said unto Abraham get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house. Abraham was still in his father's house. And to a land that I will show thee. Verse 2. And I will make thee of a great nation and I will bless thee. I will make thy name great and thou shalt be a blessing. Verse 3. And I will bless them that bless you and curse them that curse thee. And in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. Next verse. So Abraham departed as the Lord had spoken unto him and Lot went with him. And Abraham was 75 years old. Still in the father's house. Manange. That is a spirit of delay. 75 Ivanange 75 he's still telling his brother good morning hi how you doing you good cool come at my bed he has been in that bed for 75 years they just repair oh i refuse that shaitaya patili it's not my story 75 years imagine 75 years the guy is still in his father's house He still believe in God for a house. I don't know you understand. You find a guy 35 years old, he's believing God for a job. Look at 35, you should be so far. So far. You find a 60 year old woman, nice. You're 60, you're believing God for a marriage. Oh God, Jesus. The Bible says in the book of Psalms, satisfy us while it's still early. I'm saying there is a way God should just satisfy you when you're still a bit young. That money should come when you're younger. That car should come when you're younger. That you will build when you're younger. That your ministry will come when you're a bit younger, a bit strong enough. That when men are retiring, you're just consolidating. When others have consolidated finished for you just starting. The life of consolidation is your beginning. Ah. 75 years he's still in his father's house 75 you find a person there 30 40 60 they don't even have an account in their names not even an account in their names nothing there are people in this world who own nothing but clothes even if you go in their bedroom some of the clothes are not even theirs children of terror You see the line on terror to wonder is actually the place where he cannot have what's his So he goes seeking 
he goes seeking. If any testimony when he should come in his life, there's just something that will cut it short. Something will happen. To a point where you get to a point where you anticipate that this cannot be this good and it doesn't end somehow. I mean, you understand, God? They are just waiting a certain point where it must go because it is too good to be true. To them, it's too good to be true. Every child of God, the Bible says, all things are yours and your Christ. I mean all. What? All things are yours and your Christ. All things are yours and your Christ. All things are yours. All things are mine. I said all things are mine. In the name of Jesus. I feel something. I just feel something. Hallelujah. 75 years. There those plans you had when I'm 22, I'm going to be this. When I'm 30, I'm going to be this. When I'm 45, I'm going to be this. By the time I'm at 20, my God, I'll be this. I'll be that. I'll be that. You graduated years ago, but there's nothing that can even come and appoint you. Nobody can appoint you in what you studied since you were a child. Nobody can say, this guy has been studying since he was five up to 25. So for the past 20 years, you studied what no man can approve enough to trust you. Then you find people with different professions doing different things. The development studied student is driver. Social worker is accountant. I think I call an accountant. Yeah, just assistant. They were just an account assistant. They were helping the senior accountant when he's bored. He says, Do those things. Just leave them on the table. Just do. By the way, you have a future. Do those. Oh, God. And let me tell you, brethren, this is happening with Christians. Listen, I'm trying to give you reality. Some people are so delayed. Today, I just came to push you. Just, you know, I don't care how far you've been, I don't care. There is something tonight that is just going to throw you like this. I was trying to help a certain guy. This guy was just always news reporting. They beat the fire. One time he came and told me, man of God, I am stuck. I told him why. He says, I'm too old to be doing these things. He got some CDs. I gave them to him. I told him, go and listen to these things. He studied. That day they were doing a very heavy summit in the United States of America. And they were looking for one journalist to represent. I mean, he was the only guy there. He told man of God, I don't know what happens. I was shaking hands with everybody. His accent is changed. He said, I, I don't know what to think. I don't know how to think. Everything in my... I, I told him, it's working, it's working, it's working, it's working, it's working. I met the secretary of this, the in charge of this, the senior of this, the treasury guy of the United States. He's my friend. I thought, I thought, these are photos. Look at what I And I'm thinking, wow. Hey, by the way, the guy who was tired is about 29. He was tired. So it depends on how you define tired. Oh, get tired quickly! Get tired quickly! He told me, my bosses couldn't stand it. Nobody understood it. They said, why this little guy? How come? And he said, when he made the report, you understand? And then he, he made his documentary. Everyone was like, wow. And then the guys of the United States, they told him, can we share this with other journalists to show them how we want them to do what we want 
I said, yeah. So he was in my office talking. I laughed. I told him, no, you've not yet started. It's just the beginning. Listen, trust me. Trust me. God must quicken you in the name of Jesus. I mean, he must quicken you in the name of Jesus. You've been on that job so long. You've stayed on that cat position so long. You've sat on that cat desk for many years in the name of Jesus. You've been undercover for so long. Okay, they said whatever they said. They said and they, what, what? Okay, you failed and then you made a mistake and screwed up. Shut up, wash your stuff and move on. But you have to move on. You're not a child of terror. Father Abraham had many Tell your neighbor I'm not a son of terror. Tell him I refuse to be a son of terror. Fifth verse says, and Abraham took his wife Sarah. And Lot and his brother's son, and all their substance, and as they had gathered, and the souls that they had gotten in Haran. And then when they went forth to go into the land of Canaan, the Bible says, and into the land of Canaan they came. Verse 6 says, and Abraham passed through the land and to the place of Sishem and to the plain of Moriah, and the Canaanite was there in the land. Now, when you read the Hebrew word for Moray, where he dwelt, Moray was the first place he stepped in when he entered Canaan. And Moray is translated as teacher. So, when he's telling him, go to a place I shall show you. Are you hearing me? <laughs> the first place is actually is not a place of his inheritance. It was a place to teach him. I don't know that you understand what I'm saying. When he says, go to a place that I will show you, and he enters Canaan, the first place he enters is Moray. And that's the Bible says, that's the first place he dwelt. Why did he first dwell in Sishem? Moray. Moray means teacher. God realized that when he takes him to the place of the inheritance, the first place was to instruct him in the inheritance. And that's the essence of the thing. Before the car comes, I must be instructed in how to drive it. Before the business comes, I must be instructed in how to build it. Before the ministry comes, I must be instructed in how to minister. That when you are in the ministry, you are of the tongue of the land. To know how to speak a word in season to him that is weary. That you're not standing in the lives of men to know what to speak. You're beyond believing God to speak a certain sermon. You are in the dispensation where you are beyond the what speakings to the how speakings. It's now the house of ministry, not the words of ministry. How to get this guy from poverty and make him rich by the gospel. The other day somebody gave me a testimony of somebody who came here. Why they had spent over how many months they were not even talking with the husband. The guy had chucked her. The moment she left Fanero, because Oliwa, Oliwa, the husband was calling Oliwa, Oliwa, Nyagala Kulaba, Nyagala Kulaba. Why? Because there's something. There's just something. That's why I said you can't sit here. Some of you are sitting here, but your business is getting in line like this. Your bosses are going to discuss you tonight. Somebody's going to lose some sleep because of you. In the name of Jesus. 
Listen, even if you don't believe it, my faith is enough. So the Lord says, even though inheritance is this, the most important thing is to instruct this man before he settles in the inheritance. That's why the Bible says that my heart is indicting a good matter of the things that I have touched or done touching the king our hearts are not supposed to indict matters of things we will touch our hearts are supposed to indict matters of things we have touched concerning the king that's why he says that now my tongue is like a pen of a ready writer, not a preparing one, a ready writer. That when the Lord gets you in business, you know everything to do. Not because you studied all the XYZ theories of the Blue Ocean strategy, no. But because you know something inside you that goes beyond what Blue Ocean strategies could give. You understand? He says the wisdom of this world is brought to nothing. But how big we speak this mystery in the wisdom of God, comparing spiritual things with spiritual things, that something about you in the spirit can cause you to do something that men of strategy can't. And then they start to ask, how come she doesn't have that much education but she's doing something beyond any man's education? I don't know whether you understand. There's a guy I know in church. He has a certificate. But I wired him in a job where people with degrees all put in CVs. Certificate. They called him. He said, Musumba, the city kid is Obana and Kuma Kumi. Yes, we are putting a Jacobina. Twaledia Mampat. Why you to tell you? Up to now, they are firing. Men are coming and they are going. The guy is still working. Manager Tayasoma Naemu Giz. Houses you never built, vineyards you never planted. For the rest is not to the swift, neither battle to the men of strong, neither bread to the men of skill. But there is something, the Bible says, that happens. There is something. There is something. For you, you have to be run so fast to be the winner. You're wasting time. There are certain people in the gospel of God I know. They'll say, get on your marks, get set, and a man in the world will just do like this. And then for you, first. He was my junior. <laughs> how come he? <laughs> Woo! Oh God! When they say how come you go so fast, you tell them down and I'm not a daughter of terror. When they say how come they promoted you could be a baby, I'm not a daughter of terror. When they say how come you became faster, boy, I'm not a son of terror. The spirit quickeneth. The flesh profit of nothing. Praise God. Hallelujah. How come you got a job before you graduated? I'm not a son of terror. What do you mean? Read your Bible. Tell your neighbor, I'm not wired to be delayed. I'm not configured to be delayed. I'm not displayed to be delayed. I'm not exposed to delay. I don't understand delay. I don't know delay. It can't be mine. I'm not it. We're not together. I don't know its spelling. I don't know its beginning. I don't know its end. I don't know where it came from. I don't know who it is. My father is not terror. 
you know these things you have to take them sorry I refuse to go sorry I said I refuse to go sorry let them give us only one year they will understand we're not sons of terror let them give you only a few weeks listen I don't care whether it has failed for 20 years trust the anointing in this room that's why I speak in your life you're going to be promoted faster you're going to increase faster you're going to be quick and faster faster and let me say this some of you are going to own houses men retire in some of you are going to own ministries men who are going to die have at a very young age and when they say what is in you who, who is in you you just tell them it's the blessing of the Lord and it is good predominant church has slowed us but Shimu, you have to go through a certain process or my new patience you see patience does not mean I have to be delayed patience is relative try to understand me patience is relative because you see when they say be patient do you realize that God is an impatient patient he's impatiently patient I don't know if you understand he told you be patient but one day in the house of the Lord is like a thousand in the world so if one day in the house of the Lord is like a thousand in the world I can get one day in the spirit and change a thousand days according to God that patience is a few minutes because he works in the dimension of time and that's why the Bible says that having eyes they see not having ears they hear not least at any time they should turn and be converted and I shall heal so God has actually dispensed the substance of time according to how fast you will turn and be converted so when men tell you be patient they mean you're not yet turned and converted Ephraim is like a bread the Bible says that is not turned for thine strangers have devoured you and you know it's not I refuse that testimony in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus somebody is going to be quick me I know when I see something somebody is about to be quick and listen I'm not encouraging you I know when I'm encouraging I feel somebody is about to be quickened so understand when people don't understand you it's okay hallelujah praise the Lord Jesus the seventh verse says and the Lord appeared unto Abraham and said unto thine seed will I give this land and there builded he an altar and the Lord appeared unto him the Bible says he went to the east of Bethel pitched a tent because Bethel represents so you see the house of God is established after the man has been instructed you see what I'm trying to tell you? Instruction preceded his way of life. Bible speaks in the book of Genesis 13. And it speaks of places when drought hit and then they fled to Egypt. Chapter 13, the Bible speaks of a place where they start to increase. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. And because of something on him, 13 verse 1. The Bible says, and Abraham went up to Egypt, and he and his wife, and all that he had, and Lot was with him into the south. Do you realize Lot was just following? Because in the beginning, the Bible says he went with Lot. Do you remember? Verse 2, and Abraham was very rich in cattle. A guy who was in his father's house in 
silver. A guy who was 75 years in his father's house and in gold. And it took a very short time between the time he left his father's house to the time he gets gold, silver, and cattle. And the Bible says, and he went on his journeys from the south even to Bethel and to the place where his tent had been at the beginning between Bethel and Ai and the place of the altar and he had made there at first and Abraham called on the name of the Lord. The Bible says, and also Lot went with him and with Abraham and had flocks. Lot had flocks. Lot had herds. Lot had tents. Now, amazingly, this is something so amazing. By the way, the name Lot is translated as covering. A man just covered by somebody God has called has had. There are some people you need. <laughs> Let me tell you, there are some people you need. Why? Because they were called. I don't know whether some of you understand. You see, if you can't settle for a certain line of calling, settle with a man who is called. You see, Lot didn't know much. He just knew that Abraham was called. He just knew. He just said together. Why? Lot just had one thing. Period. And the Bible says, as Abraham increases in cattle, in silver, in gold, Lot is also attracting herds, he's attracting flocks. Just association. You see, when you're with that kind of anointing, you don't worry who comes in your life. You might get a wrong woman, you might get a wrong guy. You see, some of you, be very careful in relationships. God didn't call you. You see, God tells Abraham, your seed shall fill this earth like the stars in the sky. Are you hearing me? He produces Isaac. And Isaac sees Rebecca. And Rebecca is buried. And you don't hear Isaac saying, God, give me a woman who can produce her. It doesn't matter whether Rebecca is barren or she's not a barren. The blessing is not anyway. It's on the guy. He said, in Isaac shall thine seed be called. If she's barren, brother, you have an anointing to unbarren her. If she's crazy, you have an anointing to uncrazy her. Do you understand? Those are my things of perfect, perfect. You see, you must be careful. No, don't be careful. You're anointed. Listen, God can't bring a crazy woman in your life. But if he should, you have enough anointing to end crazy, huh? I don't even know why people say, ah, let's check blood. I don't trust you. Reverse it. Reverse the virus. Get it out of the system and marry her. The blessing is on me. Hallelujah. It's on me. It gets Onesimus. Onesimus. The Bible says, who was unprofitable? He's in prison because he stole. He finds a man of the anointing. And the next thing we know, Onesimus was unprofitable. Paul says, now has become profitable. He says, accept him as though you'd accept me. Onesimus left a thief. He came a minister. Because he met Paul. The anointing on you can change anybody. You know there's some people who pray because of you. That anointing will attract money. It will attract ministry. It will connect you to the right people. Tell your neighbor I'm anointed. Listen, we thought that was enough. Jacob marries two barren women. Leah 
and rich. They are both barren. Naya Marabudi. You know, there are some things that devil is just wasting time. He, he's just wasting your time. He's just wasting your time. That's why you realize Isaac did not weep for a seed like his father. Do you remember? He didn't weep crazy. Oh, I'm going to No, no, no. He didn't sing that way. Why? Because he was not a son of terror. He just entreated the Lord. And boom. Some of those things you think are long notes and hard papers, tall orders. They are just a simple instruction to the heavens. And they just change. Why? Because the anointing is on you. That's why for us, you bring us anybody. You just bring him. There's a guy who used to work with, he used to drink every morning, he comes to work with red eyes. I told him, he started to come every day. Asked him why, he shifted from being a sales guy up to some of the topest managers I know in this country. He said, I know what I have. This anointing, when your baby starts becoming funny, and your son becomes funny at the age of eight. Ay, 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 ay. You find him when he's sleeping and you wear him back. Ways up a child in the way he should go. Praise the Lord Jesus. And the Bible says, verse 6, and the land was not able to bear them. They go, oh. The Bible just said the land was not able to bear Abraham. No, it was Abraham's wealth plus Lot. Have you realized they became too rich that the country could not bear them? Oh, I'm together. They have more money than the treasury. Oh! And the Bible says, for their substance was great. They could not dwell together. You see where the problem came? Not because you don't buy tissue. No, but you see a separation that comes by men having too much. Watch together. And that's how my sons are going to be. We're going to be too many. That I'll just tell a guy, we are too great. And the Bible says, and there was a strife between the herdsmen of Abraham's cattle and the herdsmen of Lot's cattle. And the Canaanites and the Perizzites dwelt then in the land, but the Canaanites had nothing. And the Bible says, and Abraham said unto Lot, let there be no strife, I pray thee, between me and thee, between my herdmen and your herdmen. He says, is not the whole land before you? Separate yourself, I pray thee, from me. For if thou wilt take the left hand, I will take the right. Why? Because for me, it's the anointing. It's not the best job, it's the anointing. It's not the best guy, it's the anointing. It's not how many connections you have in this country. It's the anointing. Listen, even if you say me, I'm not going to do it anymore. There's something on me that will still replace. Oh, check it out. There's something on me that will still change. There's something on me that will bring back. You get ah. And the Bible says, Is on this whole land not before thee? Take the left, I will take the right hand. And I will go to the right. If thou will depart to the right hand, then I will go to the left. And Lord lifted up his eyes and beheld all the plain of Jordan. All that it was well watered everywhere before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, even as a garden of the Lord. The Bible says, and Lord chose him all the plain of Jordan. And Lord journeyed east and they separated themselves one from another. Lord forgot. Lord forgot. <laughs> the Bible says, 
verse 12. And Abraham dwelt in the land of Canaan. And Lot dwelt in the cities of the plain and pitched his tent in Sodom. But the men of Sodom were blah, 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 blah. Verse 14. And the Lord said unto Abraham, after that Lot was separated from him, he told him, Lift up now thine eyes and look from the place where thou art northward, southward, eastward, and westward. For all the land which thou seest to thee, I will give to thee and to thine seed forever. And I will make thine seed as the dust of the earth, and as if a man cannot number the dust of the earth, and then shall thy seed also not be numbered. Arise, walk through the land in the length of it and in the breadth of it, for I'll give it to thee. And Abraham removed his tent and came and dwelt in the plain of Mamer. Mamer means fatness. After the instruction, he went fat. You see, let me help you understand. <laughs> Go to a land I will show you. Abraham thought God was taking him to the promised land. Kumbe, what Abraham thought was the promised land was just a place for him from where to look. He just needed to take him to a place where he can see the whole world. He knew he can't see it in his father's house. I don't know whether you understand what I'm trying to tell you. He knew he had to get this guy out of his kindred because the kindred thinks a certain way. The culture thinks a certain way. The relatives think a certain way. A prophet cannot be in his own. God had to get him out. Some of you, God must get you out of those rooms. Baba, go by force. Then I is taking you somewhere to see. The Bible says, when he reaches Canaan, we think that's where God has given him for inheritance. Yet Abraham's true inheritance was from where to see. He told him, look from whence thou art. Look northward. He had to look from Canaan. God just wrote, some of you, you're not at that job because it's your arrival job. No. He took you to that job to just see. He gave you that ministry to just see. He put you in the choir just to see. He made you play this piano just to see. The message you have just heard was brought to you by Fenero Ministries International. For more information, contact us on telephone number 041-466-4291 or email us at fenerocompala at gmail.com. You can also find us on the web at www.fenero.org. Or better still, feel free to join us every Thursday for our weekly fellowships at Uma Multipurpose Hall from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. You can also catch the live stream at livestream.com slash Fenero. Fenero. Make manifest.